0: and welcome to another season of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel León, Mosher's director of personnel. We're back for season seven of Ask Anything and we couldn't be more excited of where we're headed as we look ahead to 2024 and what lies ahead for us here on Ask Anything. We surely hope you had a wonderful holiday season with your loved ones and that 2024 brings you nothing but the best. Today's episode is a special one as we're going to be commemorating World Braille Day, a day that celebrates the life-changing impact of Lewis Braille's invention and the accessibility it has brought to the millions of visually impaired individuals worldwide. Today we have the privilege of speaking with Tom, one of our consultants here at Mosher Consulting who has first-hand experience with the power of Braille. Tom Coburn is an IT consultant for Mosher Consulting. He was born with rubella, a condition that can cause individuals to be born with blindness, deafness, or mental challenges. Despite lifelong vision of 2100, he overcame that significant challenge to utilize his knowledge of computer information systems. Tom finally faced becoming totally blind in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic, which meant he didn't learn braille until later in life. He is facing this new obstacle by continuing to learn braille today. Tom has 10 years of previous call center experience under his belt and brings not only technical expertise, but also excellent communication skills to his work. His ability to adapt and thrive despite any challenges makes him a valuable member of the Mosher Consulting team. And I certainly can't thank him enough for being with us today. So, Tom, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it
0: well again welcome to ask anything we certainly appreciate your time and being with us today i know for a fact that you actually work a different shift for us normally than what most of our employees work so i appreciate you being uh here this morning recording with
1: us no problem it was my pleasure
0: so tom let's start with how braille has impacted your life what role does braille play in your daily activities
1: Well, the biggest thing that I use Braille for is to label things around my home. I know most people don't think about this, but when you are blind, you can't see things like medicine labels or, you know, just basic things around the house that most people don't think about. What I do is I I use Braille to label different medicine bottles. I have different different types of medicine that I take. And um, I have labels in Braille for all that kind of stuff. For those of you who don't know much about Braille, Braille is a combination of raised dots. Each number, letter, and punctuation mark in Braille is a combination of six dots. There's three dots on the left side and three dots on the right side. And this six-dot combination they call a cell, and each letter, number, and punctuation mark is a combination of the six dots. If you take those six dots and put them in different combinations, there are actually 64 different combinations of those six dots. On top of that, which is what I've been taking the time to learn, is Braille takes up more space on the page than right. print does and because of that you know they, they try to break down different words and sentences and things into shorter forms they call contractions and there are 185 different braille contractions so like for instance braille the word braille in braille is the uh letters b-r-l the same thing with you know go is g-o uh but the word but is just the letter b And then they also Hmm. have shorter form words like a dot five on one cell, and then the word C, which means, you know, cannot. So they've got, you know, so those two cells represent a longer word. So they've got 185 different ones of those. So once I'm able to learn those, then I can take my braille skills even further by reading braille in books and maybe bank statements and things like that i can start requesting those things be sent to me in braille
0: that's very interesting i i did not know that the amount of of the dots had a combination and how you can combine them to make up the letters and numbers and all that that's really interesting
1: yeah so braille is typically on paper it's a special kind of paper it's like a little bit thicker paper than Mm-hmm. than most people would think about. And then a company like Mozo Consulting, just as an example, can request that their publications, emails, and that kind of thing can be set up to be printed in Braille. There's a company here in town called Bosma Enterprises that can translate for you print into braille format they also have this stuff called braille tape that you can purchase from amazon or different vendors you can put into what is called a slate and stylus it's a way to put braille onto sticky tape and then you you just write with a slate and stylus onto that tape and then you just take the the sticky stuff off the back and then you know, cut it in the size that you need and put it onto, stick it onto whatever you need. Myself, I use it for medicine bottles. I use it to label DVDs around my house. I even, you know, anything that I need to know what it is, I typically use that. On top of that, the braille has been used lately for, it used to be back in the 1800s and 1900s, braille was primarily used for paper but nowadays braille has been used for so many other things they use it in the technology field now for these uh these things called uh, braille displays and a braille display is a device that it typically has one to four lines and you read down the uh the monitor using those one to four lines you know, as you're reading down the, the monitor. Mm-hmm. And then Braille displays also have a keyboard connected to it. They call them Braille displays. That's actually what their official name is called. But it's more like a, um, a small laptop when you think of okay. it, because it's, it's got a display, and then it also has a, um, a keyboard. Now, a Braille keyboard, there are three buttons on the right side, three buttons on the left side to represent the six dots. And then it's got a a space in the center to put a space. So that's typically how you write with it. The JAWS software that I use supports speech, and then it also supports a Braille display if you have one. So, So that's what Braille is mostly used for today. A lot of people have been saying that Braille has gone the way of the dinosaur because paper has been going away. We now live in the computer age where you know everything is being digital but i say we use it for both because pra- paper is still you know we still have snail mail and we still have to write things on paper but to keep up with the times braille has gone to these different braille displays so there's actually several dozen different ones made by a couple different manufacturers one is freedom scientific and the other one is Canada-based company. Um, the name escapes me at the moment. There's two different companies basically here in the nation that that uh, supports braille displays. And unfortunately, because their sales base is so limited, because there are a limited number of blind people that that are out in the world, braille displays tend to be expensive because of you know the law of supply and demand. So right, right.
0: I've so. actually
2: seen them in action um, at the School for the Blind and Visually Impaired here in Indianapolis. We did some consulting and some partnering with them, and uh, when I w- they actually hooked one up to a computer and showed it to me. And the bottom of it, it was, uh, they referred to it, I don't know if it's the same as a Braille display, but it was a Braille reader. And what it would do was it would interpret the text on the page, and it was a bar that you attached to the bottom of your keyboard or laptop and as it scrolled through there were a series of like metal raises like the six yes. dots in metal and yes. they would change to relay the information that was on the screen and i'd like i that was that was fascinating to me yep So i don't and know I... how you set the pacing for it
0: mm-hmm.
2: or or if you how you indicate like i'm ready for the next word or the next line but it just it would change at the bottom, so you could feel as the text scrolled through, and you could read along on the page. So that was that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that is correct. That's exactly how a braille display works. The other part of that is they do have settings for that, but typically your braille reading skills have to be extremely proficient to be able to read a line quickly enough to be able to right. jump to the next line. So that's yeah, that's certainly what
2: not... it felt like watching.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of leeway when it comes to speed. Your braille skills just have to be proficient enough to be able to, to keep up with that. And most braille readers are when they or when they're kids because they start learning it quickly. I myself was born blind. You know, like you said, I was born with uh, rubella. They also call it German measles. And uh, I was lucky because most people born with rubella, they, they actually call it CRS, congenital rubella syndrome. And most people that are born with that are usually born blind, deaf, and mentally challenged. But I was lucky just to get the blind part. Now, I do have some minor uh, hearing loss, but it's I typically just deal with that with hearing aids. So it's not that overly bad or anything. It's just that I just have minor hearing loss. Now, another thing that people don't think about is that the uh, deaf community also use Braille because they probably use it, like the deaf-blind community, probably use it more than the blind community does because the blind community, blind people have the option to use either speech or Braille or a combination of both. The deaf-blind community actually have to rely on Braille because they can't hear so um, so actually a a blind deaf person actually uses uses a braille display more often than blind people do because that's the only way they can access a computer so i know uh, i have several friends around the community who are both deaf blind and that's how they communicate along with using tactile asl american sign language right where they, um, t- they speak into the palm of the hand, which is a similar language to Braille. So it's um, pretty interesting stuff. So
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And many people may not fully understand the importance of Braille. What message or awareness would you like to convey to the broader public about the value of Braille literacy?
1: Well, I would say that Braille is pretty well wide known as it is. Uh, There is a group here in town that that I'm a part of, and it's also known nationally. It's called the National Federation for the Blind. And we work to keep Braille literacy around the nation. There are some different bills in Congress that they do to uh, keep Braille alive. We also have uh, different local things that we do around around locally and also statewide that we use to keep Braille going. The National Federation for the Blind is actually a nonprofit organization of blind individuals and we get together and have different meetings. We typically have a meeting once a month and they keep us informed about how Braille is doing in Congress, in Washington, in the different parts of the world. And um we actually work together as a organization to keep Braille literacy going throughout the nation. Because literacy is very important when you can't reprint. So right. we're always looking for ways to keep the public aware of Braille literacy and how it's in, important to uh, the blind and deafblind communities.
0: And. As technology advances, there are various assistive tools available. We, I think we've definitely hit on some of those earlier. How do you see the future of Braille evolving alongside these technological advancements?
1: Well, uh, I can see Braille, Braille displays getting more and more advanced. The Blind School now is beta testing a new type of Braille display that not only displays text, but also displays graphics. It's not going to be on the market for a while yet, but uh, the blind Mm -hmm. school does have one of those types of braille displays. My wife is legally blind, which is basically her vision is extremely low, but she's not completely blind like I am. And Mm -hmm. she knows braille better than I do. She teaches fourth and fifth graders at the blind school. And to get into that line of work, she had to know braille more fluently than I did, and she had an opportunity to test out one of those displays, and she says it's really cool. I mean, it connects to a computer just like a typical Braille display, but it also it has more than just the bar. It has the bar, but it also has a larger display that is almost like the size of a piece of paper, a little smaller than that, but about the same size. And that part of it will read graphics on the screen, so that's really nice advanced feature that we're hoping to see um, evolve in the coming years
0: yeah that definitely sounds like a very neat development in that world
1: absolutely like i said i haven't had an opportunity to see one yet but my wife says it's really amazing chasing stuff so
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll take her word for it but it does sound like technology is definitely helping the world of braille evolve in the right place and like you mentioned People might have thought that Braille could be going the way of the dinosaur, but you're right. I mean, it it with technology and the and the things that we can do nowadays, and Lord only knows that with AI coming up and all the different advantages that that could have, and really the advantages that it could have for something like Braille would be phenomenal.
1: Absolutely, I I, I think so as well. I'm still new to the the AI world, but you know, you never know. They could add artificial intelligence onto Braille as well and it all started with Louis Braille 200 years ago he invented Braille when he was 15 and January 4th was the day that he um, he invented Braille and changed the world as we know it today so
0: A great deed, indeed. So to end our episode and our talk, obviously World Braille Day is not only a celebration, but also an opportunity to advocate for accessibility. In your opinion, what steps can be taken to ensure that Braille remains a vital and accessible means of communication?
1: Well, I think it's mostly regarding advocacy. With a company like Moser, when I started with Moser, I had to... Step forward and advocate for myself because Moser isn't exactly a company that has, you know, a bunch of different blind people. You know, it's not like working for Bosma Enterprises, who pretty much employs all blind people. I was the first blind and visually impaired employee they had, so I had to step forward and advocate for myself as to what I needed. You know, I told them right away that I needed um, a copy of Jaws. I don't know what they had to do on their end to make that happen, but they provided me the software. There's a lot of employees out there who work in different, different roles who are not so lucky. Uh, I myself had to, had those different opportunities in the past and was not able to get the accommodations that I needed because the company was not willing to put forth those accommodations even after I advocated for myself. Moser has really been a great company when it comes to allowing the accommodations that I need and also working together as a team to get those things in place. I never asked them for a Braille display because I know that Braille displays are thousands of dollars. And I already felt bad about Asking for the accommodations that I did because I know they can be quite expensive. I know the initial cost of jaws is—I uh, don't remember the exact figure, but it's around the twelve hundred range. And you know, I felt bad asking for that. I also know that the cost goes down over time. Like the, it's a twelve hundred dollar initial cost, but then it's like $300 a year after that, which is much more reasonable. They don't know that yet because I haven't been with the company that long yet, but they'll soon find that, you know, once you have JAWS and the years roll on, the um, the cost for it is much more manageable, much more reasonable.
0: So basically continue advocating for that accessibility, making sure that um, accommodations are made for individuals who obviously have the need, like you did, and, and we were able to provide that accommodation to you, and we're able to hopefully provide many more during the the years to come. So, Tom, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today here on Ask Anything. We really appreciate your time again, and and thank you sincerely for being with us today.
1: You're very welcome. The last thing I would rec- I would say is that if you are a Blind or visually impaired individual thinking about working for Moser, I would definitely say go for it. But the one thing you will have to keep in mind is that a company like Moser is not going to know your needs. They're not going to know what kind of accommodations that you need. So what you want to do is you want to think about what you need. And, and just advocate for yourself. If you have um, any questions in that area or problems, just I'm always available. You can always talk to me. We can brainstorm together to think of what accommodations you need, even in the, you know, the realm of like what screen reader should you use, uh, JAWS or NVDA. I personally use both. Because it's, um, you know, some websites work better in one screener reader, some some work better in another. And so I advocated for that. And you have to think about what you need first, then come to your employer and say, this is what I need.
0: All right. Well, Tom, thank you again. We certainly appreciate you, Tom.
1: You're very welcome. Uh, have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening into this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Tom Coburn talk to us about World Braille Day. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts on what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics through our social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody.
2: Go